Oh, it's the weekend. The weekend's almost over. Finally. I've already, you know, dumped a lot of baby gravy. Oh, God. Yeah. I had a, lot a of cum. very interesting start to my morning as my son was standing on the trash can in the kitchen and fell right in. Oh. Broke the lid, <laughs> fell straight down into the trash can, started screaming. I said, I told you this was going to happen. I told you. What do you that, mean? This has been happy? He's been just a trash yeah, can climber? Yeah, he likes to look out the window in the kitchen. He's not tall enough, so he gets up on the trash can, and I heard it start to snap, and... He screamed for me, and I started going to catch him, and then, boom, just dropped right in. Damn, he just Oscar'd himself. That was pretty funny. That's the monster, right? The The one who looks looks like a giant nug of weed in a trash can. Sesame Street guy, so I don't know know which one's which. Not a big anything guy. Yeah, Didn't have much of a childhood. Okay. Wow. All right. We got a little bit different show today, okay? We're obviously still doing the weight loss competition, so if you want to... See what we weigh in at. You can go ahead and skip, like you know, to the end of the show. But um, I would rather you just stick around for you the can ride. Stick around, but if you're really, I don't interested know why you would like, promote a shortcut. The no. kind of bullshit that you just did. That no, actually. no, it's not. Yeah, no, no, a little no. bit. No, I've done that. I've done that to hear certain things. Sometimes you want to hear certain things. Maybe you're only interested in how much weight these two fat fuckers can lose in a month. Maybe that's all you care about. There's more, you know, more layers to us than that. Like There's a, seven, a lot of layers. Seven-layer chip dip. <laughs> Literal chip burrito. dip. I'm not talking emotional, <laughs> mental layers. We're just actually sacks of skin filled with chip dip. But, um, yeah, so, you know, recording out of Cleveland, it, it would just be very strange to ignore all of the things that happened yesterday in downtown Cleveland, don't you think? Would it? I think it would be very strange to just put out just a normal kind of yeah, we don't our goal isn't to get really too involved in political shit going on in the world, but this one this one's kind of important because I'm just, I'm tired of the cops just murdering black people, man. I'm sick yeah. of it. Yeah, <laughs> like, so, I'm so I mean, tired. I'm so pissed. I I've seen I've watched the um the whole video. I th- it was like 11 minutes of the George Floyd thing. Um, if you don't know what that is, I really just recommend opening up Facebook. I, I like I don't know how no, you would not know, or maybe just open the curtains in your dungeon. Yeah, maybe yeah. crawl out of the rock. Um, if you don't know George Floyd and what's going on, um, shut us off now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, being from here and and recording here, I mean, we're ten minutes away from all of that. It would be very strange to not address it and talk about it. Um, I personally was not downtown yesterday at the protests. I have a small son that just wouldn't be the environment for a small child. So, yeah, yeah, same here. I also feel like I, I'm just a little torn being a white person and like what uh, I don't know what to do, what to say. Well, I, we could I mean, get more yeah, into yeah. that. So, with... Yeah. So um, today we're going to have a guest on. Uh, Brandon, who was downtown yesterday for the protests, Brandon Carter. Um, yeah, so we're going to call him in a minute here, and uh, he's going to tell us, like, his experience downtown yesterday, you know, what he saw, what he did, you know, because it got pretty crazy. Not as crazy as other cities, but it got pretty crazy. You've seen videos of the cop cars on fire. Correct. The um, stores being destroyed. Uh, the tear gas, the rubber bullets. I mean, it's all quite.
quite a bit. All of the shit. riot gear came out. Yeah. So, um, and I've I've been pretty okay with how the governor handled uh, a lot of things with the virus and stuff. But I I mean I I don't know I don't know what he was supposed to do yesterday. He initially encouraged um, the protests, which I guess as a politician is what you should say, right? You encourage people to go protest. Of course. Obviously, that's yeah, the You can't move. say, hey, you can't speak your mind right. in this state. Yeah. So um, very interesting. I don't, I don't know that I've ever seen anything like this in the city. So it's uh, I was trying to, to, to think, this, I was to trying this to think degree, that too. I know there's, there's been riots before, but to this level, yeah. And, stepping and, up and the ante this time and you know what <laughs> in my opinion good and i and i grew up and i lived right around um the tamir rice shooting incident like i know exactly you know i lived right around there um and that was like another one this is i mean this one was years ago now at this point was I mean, that weird that they ago? was it Something weird like that? that they made that a a poker stop in pokemon go that was a little weird but i think somebody would have had to suggest it i think i don't know how that works it was weird if you play pokemon go the tamir rice it was supposed to be like a memorial thing i don't i don't know do you get ultra balls there i i don't know i haven't i don't know i don't know okay <laughs> um do you want to give brandon a call now we want to do yeah go ahead let's go ahead and get give the, brandon um, carter a ring all right cool yeah we'll give him a call here all right Hello? Hello, Brandon. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, I'm doing well. Good, okay. Uh, yeah, so my name is Tyler. Um, we talked earlier this morning um, about what you know we wanted to talk about today. Um, we huh? just started going into a little bit about you know what happened downtown Cleveland yesterday. And from what I know, you were there. And we just yeah. wanted to talk about like what what you experienced down there. Uh, I'm Brennan Carter, BrennanCarter211.com, a media blogger out of Cleveland, Ohio, and I went downtown to um, protest the killing of George Floyd, a black man who was killed in Minneapolis by a white police officer. Um, right. He was unarmed, and we it started out down in front of the Cleveland Cuyahoga Justice System, and it was a peaceful protest in the beginning, you know, just the protesters and the police officers they were trying to block us from getting inside of the justice system sitting there and um it was a very um liberating experience it's one of i've been to a few protests before but not to this degree of um how it happened right i i was very um excited and what i saw was people who were they were outraged and they wanted answers and they a lot of people black people a lot of white people who are very good allies and very helpful um down there just want answers and for police to stop killing unarmed black people right so going back to the the george floyd video i've seen it i'm sure you've seen it that was honestly and i you know i come from a generation of people that have seen pretty screwed up videos on the internet but this one has really, to me, may have taken the cake. Like, it was god-awful to watch. It may have been the worst yeah. thing I've ever seen, to be honest with you. 
the um the video of that is just extremely disheartening. It's inexplainable. It's, it's no reason for that that happened to the other police officers that were standing around there for them to allow that and to not help this dying man who was no threat to the police officers. Right. Is um we will just never really understand that. Yeah, yeah. Is is that I mean, obviously the one, the one, the main officer, uh, what, do you know his name? His name is, um, Derek. His last name starts with a C and Sha- it's hard Chauvin? Chauvin? Something like yeah. that? Okay. So how do you, so some people may think that justice is kind of being served because I saw he was arrested, but I don't, I don't really feel good about a third degree and a manslaughter charge. Yeah, that's like the least you know, kind of murder charge that you can right. get. Um, and when people, when the cops are arrested and charged, it is a rare occasion for them to even be arrested. Normally they get paid time off and see right. why they investigate the case because the way the actual bill or the law is set up for police shootings is all about police's personal indiscretion at that time, which right. they and kill and, a victim and and stepping so, back on on discretion and you know an officer's judgment you know you could see in certain not this one not even close but you could see in certain situations if someone actually believed their life was in danger but i believe we've seen all the video from this one there was no resisting there was no weapon there was no even th- anything you could mistake for a weapon right but that to see that happens um, often, even going back to the case um, with um, Oscar Oscar Grant, who was handcuffed again and he was shot in his back, laying down. The problem is, majority of time, almost every time that this happens, the person is unarmed or they are actually not posing a threat to the officer. A lot of times, um, black men are shot while they don't have a gun and often while they're running away. Right. Yeah. I mean, countless times now, I mean, it, it's getting, I don't know if it's more prevalent nowadays or if it's just more publicized. What would you say? Um, I don't think it, I don't actually think it ever stopped. I think what made it more public was, um, the technology of the future, um, things being filmed, and everything more because we have phones and things of that nature. But I mean, right. because yeah. um, in the early nineties, you had the, the Rodney King beating that was done on um, a personal home video camera phone. I mean, not phone, but personal home video camera. So yeah. I'm sure if more people carry that around that often or were in places publicly, we would have seen that more in the eighties and the nineties. But this goes back to yeah. the sixties and the 70s, and I know people don't like um, riots and uh, looting and tearing down properties and stuff, but if we must also remember that the KKK historically tore down black businesses and burned down black churches and burned down black people's homes and threw bombs in people's homes and burned down thriving black communities. So, so yeah. people are tired. That, that's another point. So, you saw things burning last night downtown. Yes, sir. I saw um, two, they set um, fire to two police officer cars. That, that was the one I was really close to and that I saw. Okay. 
yeah how how does that make you feel is it like um do you think that that's like liberating do you think it's justified um liberating because I, I feel like you shouldn't have to be here like people this is america we're supposed to be the greatest nation on earth we shouldn't be protesting the murder of a police officer whose sworn duty is to serve and protect us who claims he was in fear of his life when it was clear evidence of no fear we shouldn't have to do this to be better citizens this doesn't make sense right so i mean if someone has to if people have to because the money is to t- tear down downtown because we all were just a money society. So that's what they care about. The presentation of these important things. And it's better to tear down uh, the black community because that's what um, white people in power have been doing. So it's like, we're going to tear down your stuff because that's what you care about more. Okay. Cause you're going to have to fix these things. Cause um, the Huff riots happened in the, I believe it's like the 70s or 60s, and that was a, um, a good black neighborhood that had its own bank, and its own laundromats, and its own stores, and the Huff Rides, and they like, burned that neighborhood down. And that's a history fact from just Cleveland alone. So we're now, we're, we're going to burn down your stuff now. Okay. How, how did, um, what was your experience? Did you have any personal, like, one-on-one experience um, with the police yesterday? No. No, okay. I didn't. Um, I outside of them throwing like you know that this is the first time I ever experienced like tear gas and how how like you know I only seen that stuff on TV. Right. So this is my first time ever experiencing that and not being able to um, breathe and um, and making your eyes real foggy and things of that nature. So it that was my first time experiencing something to that degree. Yeah, I did. I I saw a lot of videos and I saw that. It, it seemed, especially early in the day, it seemed as if Cleveland was doing a better job than other cities um, nationwide as far as not getting violent. Um, mm-hmm. I, there's conflicting stories about what happened toward, you know, later on in the day. You got supposedly, you know, the cops instigating. I, I believe that there were probably instigators probably on both sides. Um, well, the thing is, all of the protests, even in other cities, they all start out peaceful. Right. They all start out common. No, none of them start out aggressive. That's very important to point out because we we only see the the aggressive videos. Right. Those That's, are the yeah. ones that go viral. Those yeah. are the ones that see. The protests don't start out that way. Mm-hmm. It starts out very very peaceful. But of course, the cops who are supposed to be the leader of the land, they feel threatened by the people who are now feel like they're. Um, we're supposed to call you when we're feeling unsafe, but most of the time, most people don't want to call the police even when they feel unsafe because we think that you're going to kill us. That's why it's a disconnect. Um, not even just the black community, but just the poor white community too don't want to deal with the police because of how the police are treating people who are poor. Right. Yeah. I, I grew up in a weird scenario where um, I grew up in Cleveland, predominantly black neighborhoods and schools, but also my dad was a Cleveland police officer. And he he also came from his father was racist. It was very known in the family. 
Um, I didn't grow, I didn't really grow up that way. We just like, oh, that's racist old grandpa, you know? And I think, right. that, you know, if I was older, maybe I would have challenged him on these ideas a little bit. Um, and my father, I don't really talk to anymore, but it just, it was interesting because my dad had literally arrested some of my friends, like parents, you know, not for, you know, just little drug charges and whatever. So it's, it's very interesting. I feel very strange. Um, I, I didn't want to be the one, I didn't want to come on here and give my opinion. I wanted to hear from someone who was there, someone who is black, someone, you know, who can give a yeah. real perspective on this. And I, and I appreciate hearing it too. I think it's important yeah. for people to hear it. I, th I see a lot of, um, a lot of white people um, also were downtown and I think that's great too. Absolutely. I think that's yeah, great. Amazing, yeah, amazing, amazing um, allies. Cause I mean, we can't, this is for all people. Like it's not white versus black. It's everybody versus racist and everybody versus injustice. Um, amazing white people who were hurt. Very helpful with um, downtown, making sure that they had the remedies for tear gas. Um, very good white people standing on the front lines, holding hands, who have um, black friends who, you know, it's 2020, who may have black lovers, um, right. black bosses, you know, yeah. for everything. It's only 2020. The Civil Rights Act was only passed in 1964. So we have people who are still physically living who remember white-only water fountains. Right, yeah. The Voting Act was only passed in 1965. The Fair Housing Act was only posed in 1968. We literally have people who are still living. So civil rights, it's, it's not that far. It's still very current. Like, right, I, yeah, um, re relative to... Not like, yeah. Yeah, relative to our it's history. Like yeah. saying, um, it's not like a situation where I'm saying, well, my ancestors. I'm talking about my, my grandparents, my yeah. great uncle. Right, yeah. People who I can still physically see. Yeah, I hear I hear that a lot um, from, you know, people that are not, maybe they're racist, maybe they're not. But you hear this a lot, like, you know, why should we, why should there be reparations for people? Like, this was our ancestors. This doesn't, but this this is still happening. Yeah, right. it, it, it's still happening because when the laws and the Constitution were originally made, they wasn't made for all citizens. They were made for white men. Right. Um, even even white women were oppressed. So they, they should be on the front lines, too. Yeah. That was the whole, you know, feminist movement in the 70s, which was led by black um, women and white women. That's what that was for. But even still white women because they're white they're higher on the feet up than what a black woman would be right because they're still white even though they still have to break from the oppression of white men that their own men have set for them so it's more than just um black it's, it's for all people even though we get the worst of the bunch yeah how, how old are you brandon 26 26 oh i'm, I'm also 26 so, yeah, I mean, it, it is strange to me, you know, a lot of people that I grew up with, I know that I know that they are waking up every day in the same neighborhood and just something so simple as running to the store to get groceries with a headlight out could be they're thinking in the back of their head that this could be the end of their life. And right. I just I, it just it's so strange 
and I do, I feel the privilege. I've realized that I'm privileged that I don't have to think about these things. Yeah. I mean, just the idea that, um, black mothers have to talk to their sons about how to behave, you know, not even the same as just white children, just young. Cause you know, whether you're white or black, young teenagers, you know, we all do stuff that we're not supposed to do. That's, that's part of, you know, growing up, right. You know, we have bad white kids, we have bad black kids, but the situation is going to be harsh for the bad black kids. So we have to, they have to tell their son, like, even if, you know, there's, say a black kid has a um, white best friend, she has to have a conversation with her black son that, unfortunately, you can't do the same thing that this white kid can do and get away with it. Right. Nine times ten. Say, um, you both can't make young steal a car together. Nine times ten, that white kid is going to get off while the black kid is not. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, the, you, um, police, you see it every day. Like, I'll, I'll go into a corner store, a little gas station. I'll go to grab a drink. And I'll no, you'll notice the difference in um, the attitude towards me versus two, little, two black teenagers walk in. You know, mm-hmm. I notice the eyes are darting. They're looking. Are they stealing? What? I mean, and you, you see it every day, and it's so small. So do you think these protests are going to help? I mean, it's got to be opening eyes. It's been so crazy. Um, black people have been protesting since the sixties, and I mean, it took protests to even get laws passed. So I mean, it 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 takes a long time. It takes a while. I mean, it's only nineteen fifty four with Brown versus the Board of Education to get schools integrated in the Supreme Court, just so black and white kids can learn together. Right, and even still, it you can look at Cleveland and still say it's rather se- segregated. It so is. I'm just hoping, it is. I'm just hoping um, that we can. I mean, which makes no sense because we're we're all people. Right. But when you're as when you're black, you're reminded every day how different you are from your white counterparts. White people essentially can be average, average smart. Um, average, average ed- education, but a black person can't be average to succeed. We have to. We taught that we have to run better. We have to be smarter, just to get half. Just, just not even to advance more than a white person. Just to get half. Yeah. Just the half of American dream of living in a black people want to live in the suburbs too, and a white picket fence and a dog. We want all. We want that same dream. Right. Yeah, it is it, the American dream. You want a family. You want two kids. You want the dog. You want the picket fence. Yeah. And but the American dream was pictured for white people, not black. So we're still fighting for the idea to be seen just as people. What do you say to the people? Um, and I'm sure you've seen it already. Um, to the people just attacking looters. Um, it's not, it's not for you to attack. I mean, the crazy thing is all the images of looting will be black people. And that's unfortunate because white people are looting as well. And they're usually the ones that's actually breaking down the windows. Yeah. I've seen and breaking that's a, down. That's a great thing about, um, social media is that you, 
to, I mean, Facebook is known for filtering things, but if you get on Twitter and you type in Cleveland protests, you're going to see videos of white people breaking out windows, um, stealing Standing from the stores. Cars, yeah, white and, white and black people. White and black people. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, but black is the only one that's going to be shown. Oh, the on media. CNN, the- on CNN, on Fox News, of course. Yeah, that's all we're going to see. So it, it's, that's why I'm going to say it, it's all people. Right. And sometimes, yeah, I mean, or it's very important to see, you see images of white people with their um their mask or their um bandana on spray painting black lives matter on things and black people are not doing that that's white people right doing that so it but but the next morning you're gonna see black lives matter you know i'm actually assume oh it must have been a black person that spray painted this right so it, now, it, it makes it look like we're doing all the vandalizing and that's, that's not fact yeah now, if you saw if you saw someone doing this yesterday, a white guy spray painting on a building, Black Lives Matter, are you thinking, "Come on, man, we're going to get blamed for this," or are you thinking, "Hey, I appreciate you being down here for your support." You can be down here for the support, but I I don't think um, you if you want to hold Black Lives Matter up, hold that on a sign. Right. I don't think you should be a white person should be spray painting Black Lives Matter because again, that's something. White, a white person, you're not going to get blamed for that. Yeah, you can, you can, you can go back home and get up and go to work the next day with no consequences of that. No one is going to look at you as a white person and say you spray, you spray painted that. They're automatically going to assume it's right. a black person. So, did you see people getting arrested yesterday? It's it's hard it's it's hard to tell like how many people may or may not have actually gotten arrested. Actually, I didn't I didn't see anybody um, getting arrested. I didn't the police didn't really come in the crowd. The worst thing that they were doing were was throwing the tear gas. Um, what was really horrible, though, that the police were doing, um, the people that were getting tear gas, they had people, you know, with the milk and making sure it was um, not in their eyes burning and assisting people. They were constantly um, throwing the tear gas um, bombs in that section in which people actually wasn't posing a threat. They were trying to get their eyes clean so they kept throwing them there right more so than yeah the crowd so yeah. it was um they had snipers on the building mm-hmm. and everything so it, it wow. was it was a little intense that is from this that is honestly I mean, that is insane it's just crazy and i know people i mean i know they of course don't want things to be torn that no one wants to protest um the unlawful killing of black people no one wants to no one is having fun going down it look, it may look like that on the video but no one is having fun going down tearing down downtown no you know black people we, we we like going downtown too and having fun but if this has to be done for the laws to be fixed and the laws to be changed i mean it is what it is because downtown and the different parts of the city is where money is important to the city so if we if your money has to be a text for you to pay attention for you to tell the police better, right? It is what it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. My my co-host here, JB, might have a few questions for you before we uh, let you go. Yes, sir. How you doing, JB? Hey, I'm doing good, Brandon. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um. So one of my thoughts that I have, um, it really bothers me the most when I see 
comments from white people such as, oh, the black people aren't really protesting. They're just taking this opportunity to loot the stores. Um, that's one of them that bothers me. Uh, what, what do you think about that statement? I mean, how ridiculous is it? It's just, it blows my mind how shallow-minded people are. And I'm just, you know, yeah. sitting back listening to your conversation um, with Tyler. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm sitting back. I'm, I'm shaking. Like I, <laughs> I'm so incredibly tired of this. And what I, I'm tired of the most, the real issue, I believe, is the blindness and the ignorance to how severe racism still is. It, it's, it's mm-hmm. so easy for white people to turn a blind eye. Just like you said, we were just passing, you know, civil rights acts in the 60s. There's still so many hundreds and thousands, maybe even millions of people who alive who lived through that. And that you know, from that time to the present is a blip in time. This didn't this didn't happen thousands of years ago. It's still exactly. fresh. Mm-hmm. And just to see it's upsetting to me just for humanity as a whole. Cause you know, going back to one of your earlier points too, this isn't about color. It's, it's a war against racism. It is one of the most ignorant solvable issues that we have currently today as a society. And yeah. I, you know, it's just, it lights a fire inside of me and and you're I, not I, even black. And I'm not, I'm not <laughs> even black. I can't, like, I just, I can't imagine the frustration and pain that black people feel if, if I'm feeling this way. You know, I almost, I almost feel weird and guilty for saying that, that I'm frustrated or that it hurts me too, because I'm not even the victim in the situation. So it, I can't imagine how you feel. So when you, when you hear a comment such as, Oh, you know, black people are just taking this opportunity to loot stores. How does that make you feel? Um, I realize that it's just an ignorant comment. Um, you, first of all, you are supposed to be enraged, and you should be still angered because it's you should be looking at another human being and seeing injustice and not understand why. So sometimes. Uh, granted, we're being treated like this because we're black, but it's beyond a color issue. It's a human rights issue. Humans shouldn't be treated like that. If if George Floyd was 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 a dog, white people would be pissed. Yes, yes. If he, yeah. You're so if right. If he literally that. was a dog, white people would be pissed. Oh, the cop! Um, the cop Michael, would have been in prison already. We would have skipped court. It's not, it, not hung in his cell. For missing the dog, right? Michael Vick spent more time in jail than any of the police officers did for killing 493 unarmed men. All he was doing was dog fighting. Right, I remember that, and I remember him coming. You know what? He served his time, which was probably too extreme. He maybe it was. I don't know. He served his time. He came back. He became an animal rights activist. And he's whooping, and he was whooping ass there for a little while. Michael Vick was a gr- great example, a sad yeah. example in, very- your, in your in your um, example there, like it, mm-hmm. you know. But um, 
Yeah, man, you're right. If, if it was a dog, this you know we'd see a lot more Karens upset about this. Mm -hmm. Um, because it's unfortunate because white people can live in a world where they don't really have to see black people to this day. White people, as opposed to TV and made and, and LeBron James, and um, they can literally go to work. They can go to their grocery stores and their local community where they really don't have to see black black people. Right. White black people can't black people don't can't live like that. We can't live in a world where we don't interact with black people, white people. Because white people are still our police officers. White people are still our judges. White people are still our bosses. Even yeah. even when we when we go back to quote unquote our black communities, white people can go to their white communities and not have white people as their neighbors or if the black family moves into the white neighborhoods then the value of the house goes down which is a, a real thing yeah um, yeah no it is for sure it's just um, an unfortunate thing that needs to be fixed and it's it's going to take other white people to help to fix that because we can't change black people can't change the laws ourselves because the, when the laws were made, it wasn't meant for black people to... We wasn't seen as citizens when the Constitution was made. Right. It, it wasn't made for us in mind. All right, Brandon. Well, we appreciate your talk. Um, I appreciate mm -hmm. your viewpoint. I appreciate you coming on and talking with us about what you experienced. Um, where can people find your website again? Um, Brandon Carter 211.com and I'm Brandon Carter 211 on all social media platforms. Awesome. That is Brandon Carter 211.com or Brandon Carter 211 on all social media platforms. Well, thank you, Brandon, for exactly. being on with us. I appreciate it. I truly appreciate this opportunity. All right. Well, okay. keep fighting the fight. All right. Maybe we'll see you downtown. All right. Yes, sir. Thank right. you again. Thank you. Wow. That, uh, wow. Goes to Brandon, show you. Yeah. I, there's, yeah. A, there's a lot of moments that I wanted to jump in, but that's not, not how we do an interview. We can't have three people piling in in a conversation. Yeah, but no, I, that was great, though. I appreciate him uh, doing that for us. Take, it was cool. take a minute and just soak, soak in what you just heard. You know, this is one of the, the few times that you're going to hear me get political and serious because I like to just talk about poop. But <laughs> right now, usually, yeah, take it to, you know, soak that in. <laughs> There's some suppression against black people and racism. It's still very real, man. Yeah. People say, Oh, slavery happened. Yeah. How many hundreds of years ago? If you're like that, it's it's so easy to be white, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, white privilege is a real thing. And that, like, it almost makes me feel, it made me feel strange, you know, venting to a black person. About how your frustration, yeah. My, right. How it affects yeah. me personally. Yeah. And no. I just, I get, and if it, I were them, I would be burning but I shit down what too. He, I appreciated what he said. Like, you should you should feel that way because, you know, it's all about humans, so. Man, that was awesome. Thank you, Brandon, for that again. BrandonCarter211.com.
That's right. And on all social media platforms, Brandon Carter 211. Yeah, he had some great pictures on his Instagram from yesterday and some videos, so definitely go check that out. How about those sick guitar riffs the whole yeah, fucking I don't time? know. God, Guys, man. we record in a building that is... Uh, there's people practicing music. I don't know if you can hear a fucking. I, I Leonard Skinner is next door to us <laughs> right now. This is fantastic. We got treated. We got a huge racial talk with some hard ass '70s rock next door going on at the same time. So it I is, apologize if that's all throughout the video. JB grabbed some hoodies and tried to block the door. Jeez. Man, yeah, that was definitely picking up a little bit. Im impeccable timing. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, ZZ Top, for your live performance. It was almost um, an obstacle rather than a form of entertainment, but we do appreciate it. Wow, two guests in one day, simultaneously. Oh, man. How, uh, are, you, how are you feeling? How, how heavy do you feel today? Heavy physically or emotionally? Physically. Oh, okay. Um, I feel... Like, I probably gained weight, man. Keeping up the charade? All right. There's no charade. Go ahead. Let's <laughs> let's do this. Let's get these weigh-ins in. Let's get it over with. I will, I mean, I would love for um, ZZ Top to see my pepperoni nips in person. Yeah, it sounds like he's done playing guitar, so. We got about, I'd say my pep nip hairs are four inches long at the very least. All right. And I'd like him to strum them like a guitar. So yes. here we go. All right. So JB is now taking off his headphones. It's time for the end of the episode. Let's weigh in the weight loss challenge. We don't have much time left on this. Uh, I believe after this, we have one or two more weigh, uh, two, I don't know. I don't know how many more weigh-ins, but June 10th, it will be over. Three more weigh-ins after today. Um, or no, three more total. Um, he's taking off his shirt. He has lost an overall weight loss of uh, 12.2 pounds overall. So $250 to the winner. Straight pounds, straight weight loss. He was looking thinner. Every time he comes in here, he's looking thinner. He's acting like he's not trying to lose weight, but he's definitely looking thinner. Opening the door. Remember, we have to weigh out in the hallway because our room is carpeted. He looks a little nervous. All right, grab the scale. Don't knock the lights over. Can't play that game again. Oh, man. It's always so exhilarating stepping out in that hallway. And he's stepping on the scale. No official word yet. What do we got? He's going to hold it up. 211.6. No. You lost like five pounds almost. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's a weight loss of fucking god. Um 4.8 pounds, I believe. Yeah. Since uh I just ate Bob fucking Evans too. Big old Bob Evans breakfast, still losing weight. What's your secret? I'm gonna throw my shirt back on. Yeah, put that shirt back on. Hide that. I I'm sorry. I'm breaking everything, breaking my chair again. This is just a mess. Two eleven point six. So you lost. Hello, I'm four, back. Four point eight pounds. Um, I think I know what's going on here. What's happening? The hydroxy cut, hydroxy, the hydroxy cut and methamphetamine work in wonders. Nice. Oh yeah. No, I think in the beginning, I think that I was 
not taking into account that it's a weight loss challenge, okay? So I was, I think, working out too much and getting beginner gains and gaining lean muscle mass. So I actually stopped working out as much, and I'm losing more weight. So there, there you go. I work out almost not at all now, so... All right, big boy, took his shirt off. Big boy from Outcast is walking into the hall. She's looking around. She's scared. She still has earthworms crawling out of her waistband. Stretchy marks. She's looking a little thinner. Still a heifer, but... What do we got? 247.8. Oh, no. oh no! How are you feeling about that? He's putting he's uh putting his, her clothes back on. Jeez, I'm wow! I'll let you take the mic, man. I, um, What's up? What's going on? I feel great about that. I'm still okay with that. Two forty-seven point eight. I put on half a pound. I'm feeling okay with that. I'm feeling okay. Big breakfast or? Nope, just coffee. Some sugary coffee for breakfast. Okay. Yeah. Um, go ahead. You have the chart. Go ahead and uh, give us a review of All the right. overall weight you loss. You started at 228.6 on May 10th. You are now at 211.6. So you lost 17 pounds? Yeah, 17 pounds. 17. 259.6 was my first weigh in. I'm at 247.8. So I've lost the eleven point eight pounds. Is that right? Yeah, eleven point eight. Yeah. To what did I say for you? Seventeen something. Wow. Damn. Woo. No, I feel I feel fine because um, I was doing really good all week. I think this is just a uh, all this is is some beer weight from yesterday. That's it. So I'm feeling pretty good. I'll shred this off in a How day. How many beers? Yesterday? Share with the audience. Um, I don't know, maybe like 10. What What's going on with that thing? You said, what was this, a week ago, not drinking until June what? June 10th, yeah. I wasn't going to drink for the duration of this, but uh, <laughs> I'll be fine. That's literally all it comes down to. Like, if I don't drink, I'll lose more weight than you. But if I do, I won't. It's very simple. Okay. Like, my only chance to win this, especially now, I'm down by... 5.2 pounds is to not drink and okay. probably just, yeah. And we have, you know, our next weigh-in is Wednesday. Mm-hmm. The one after that Sunday, mm-hmm. the final weigh-in Wednesday, the following Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday, June 10th. So we've got exactly 10 more days. Right. Any um, final strides, any final thrusts of the blade into your enemy? What do we got? What do you mean? You got a second wind, like a second strategy? No, any, no. Any crazy no. plans? Not changing anything. Okay. Um, I I watch these ads online that say, you're trying too hard on your diet. You need to eat more pizza. Eat these shocking foods and lose more weight. They're true. <laughs> They're real. <laughs> I'm, just, eating, I'm eating Arby's. <laughs> I swear, I swear. 
I'm eating Arby's. That's fine. What are you eating for dinner tonight? You said you're going out. Oh, man. Bob Evans this morning. Because it's Sunday fun day. Hello. Yeah. I'm going to pull my thing out and eat eat out twice today. Um, thinking some Johnny Mangoes. What is that? Some Pad Thai. Oh, okay. It's like a weird Mexican, Asian blend cuisine. Okay. So I'm thinking cool. I'm going to slam some fucking pad thai, bask in the glory that is myself. I'm fucking awesome. Yeah. You guys You're want any great. goddamn advice, dude? Send an email in. Fitness pro over here. Yep. Send an email to wegaveuppodcast@gmail.com or check out the newly designed website, wegaveuppodcast.com. It looks fucking sweet. And I'm very happy with that. I'm kind of fucking pissed. Feeling a little lonely. I'm doing like a sassy little, yeah. <laughs> little yeah. sway here. How cute is that? Feeling a little lonely, a little pissed off. I didn't get a weekly request. It hurts. Anybody out there listening, send me a weekly request. What do you want me to do? Say, sing, <laughs> it, it's anything, please. I want to know what your likes are. I want to be your little court jester. Maybe let you lick, lick peanut butter and jelly off my toes. Oh, <laughs> would you do that? We could just go pick a random homeless person. Whoa! No! 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 We saw, we saw, we saw a prostitute last week when we left. We would bring her in here. Pretty pay fucking. Pay her a hundred bucks. Lick peanut butter off your toes. Pretty hot. I'd get a toe sucker from her. <laughs> you want some of this? PB and toe jam. Mm. Oh my God. We got to find her. We got to yeah. go find her. She All was right. cute. She well, had, it looked like almost kid of urine and poop stains on her, uh, mini jean skirt. Very hot. Nice. Nineties esque. All right. Well, we're going to go pick up a prostitute. So we have her for Wednesday and we will talk it, to and you And it then. is Sunday. So we will be picking her up today and holding her until Wednesday. Right. This is how much we're investing into the show. Right. Um, Hourly rate, too. You know, appreciate the efforts and send me a weekly request. I'll do it all. We'll talk to you Wednesday. Bye.